0: I'm Scott Montesato, the owner of Eau Claire Hometown Media. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to our podcasts that are done by locals for locals right here in the Chippewa Valley. And if you like podcasts, why settle for listening to one done by a person from, I don't know, Baton Rouge. Listen to somebody right here in your backyard. When you're done listening to this show, if you love dogs, and who doesn't, then you should check out our Dose of Dog series, presented by Embark of Eau Claire. Just head to echometownradio.com and click on the Dose of Dog logo.
1: My name is Tracy Smiske and I'm the market president of Northwestern Bank for the Eau Claire area. I would say the most rewarding part of working with customers is just seeing the dedication and the commitment that they have to their business. I'm so impressed with the innovation and creativity that these business owners have and how they're making the Chippewa Valley just an amazing place to be. To be a very small part of that is just extremely rewarding.
2: Northwestern Bank, building stronger communities where people matter. Member FDIC.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Banker with a Beer presented by Northwestern Bank. Scott Montesano here across the way is Jerry Keel. Jerry, how's it going? Going great today, Scott. Well, Jerry, uh, you know, here we are now another week, another great guest, and another uh, outstanding beverage we're gonna try uh, today.
2: We're honored today to have Dr. Lorna Cook with us. Uh, she's gonna be telling us a bit about her practice and about the world of chiropractic me- chiropractic medicine. And I have a few other surprise questions for her along the way. She's a, a good friend and a great businesswoman, so it'll be an exciting interview. Uh, but we're going to begin by kind of going back to some of Lona's early days. Uh, Lona's been known to be uh, taking a little time on State Street in Madison, and uh, one of her beverages at the time that she consumed was from the Great Dane, which is a microbrewery down there. So we're going to be having a Great Dane Scotch Ale. So I'll get working on the, the beer, and you can bring Lona on board.
0: Well, this will be very, very tasty, that's for sure. And uh, well, while we will talk to our guest here, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself while the, the beverage gets poured?
1: well thanks Jerry thanks Scott Um, I've been back in the Chippewa Valley now for almost 12 years which is kind of crazy and I grew up here originally moved away went to Madison as Jerry said for undergrad and um, bartended and did all the things down there and then went to chiropractic school so that's where I went to grad school was in the Twin Cities um, thought I was going to move to California right out of grad school. The universe showed me a different way and promptly brought me back home in a series of events that I could not have scripted. Um, and so I opened my first practice here uh, in the Chippewa Valley in 2010. So that was my journey of meeting Jerry Keel at the time, who was fundamental in setting the stage for me to have what I have today and introduced me to people to help me get loans and Northwestern gave me loans and we can talk about loans, but it was, it was
2: all paid back. So you've done really, really well. So (laughs) yes. Well, the
0: beverage has been poured. So here we go. Cheers.
1: I like it.
2: That's a nice one, Scott. You oh, might yeah, need to hang around a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad that I've got to, I got to leave as soon as we're done with this podcast. This is one I, I want to savor, this beverage here. So, uh, Scotch Ale from uh, Great Dane. We'll talk more about that in just a, a little bit. But, uh, Lona, why don't you tell us a little bit about what got you into chiropractic work. What led you down that path?
1: Okay, I'll give you the non-crazy version first, and then I'll give you the crazy version. Um, I... Growing up, went to the chiropractor periodically. I was a pitcher and my dad, I didn't know this, had convinced my mom when I was uh, probably four months old, I was colicky, that I needed to see a chiropractor. So I had my first adjustment, just a few months old. So I really had no idea that many people don't utilize chiropractic or don't know that much about it. I thought everyone went just like dentistry um, because my family utilized it to stay healthy basically. Um, so our chiropractor was on Claremont, MJ Gonstead, and she was someone who was, you know, I looked up to her, and when I was in 11th grade, I had to do some sort of assignment that I ended up picking her brain on what I would want to be in the future, and it was chiropractor. So um, that's really where it started. Um, I worked in her office in undergrad, too, and I just thought, like, this is what I meant to do. So that's a, the that's a easy version.
2: So when you were at Madison, did you ever waver or think about going elsewhere? Were you pretty much laser focused all the time you were at uh, UW?
1: Yeah, laser focused. Uh, I wasn't laser focused on anything when I was at <laughs> UW. But um, yeah, I, I think I knew I wanted to be a chiropractor the whole time I was there. I was in the pre-med track, but I also took creative writing as my... Major, so I had like right brain, left brain going on strong during the day. Uh, It was funny when I'd walk into the chem building; was completely different than when I'd walk into the English liberal Liberal arts building. Um, Yeah, so uh, funny enough, because my dad used to say, "Why did you major in English?" I have used my English writing creative writing I've put out several books now in the chiropractic profession and then I'm actually launching one for the first time into um it's it's really written for women but probably any women between the age of 25 and 45 on success mindset as well as uh, like how do you start to look at your life more from like it's happening to me to it's happening through me so you're not really a victim of your own life um and so creative writing i'm using it too
2: well i want to later i want to talk a little bit about your role in the chiropractic community but first just for those of the listeners who might not know the real difference between uh chiropractic medicine and maybe more of a traditional medicine maybe just kind of enlighten us as to Mm -hmm. the differences and similarities of the two approaches
1: Mm -hmm. yeah there, there definitely is a difference in how we approach looking at the person we're working with um i would i'll i'll try and sum it up in a you know, there's probably many different spin offs from this. But in my mind, um, we look at everyone from a much more whole perspective than mainstream medicine. We're not compartmentalizing our bodies so much. It's it's a whole. And so just like. In mainstream medicine, we generally, you know, if we have kidney issues, we go to a kidney doctor. If we have mental health issues, we go to mental health. Chiropractic looks at people like, okay, and maybe you have kidney issues and maybe you have mental health issues, but what else is going on in your your mind, body, and spirit? You know, how do we look at you and see these things that maybe you want help with, but also take the whole person into account because the healing might not actually have to do with the kidney per se. That just might be a symptom of the greater problem at large that's in that person's field Um, and so we use the term vitalism which means like you are more than the sum of your parts and that again is honoring more of this mind body spirit connection your body being a part of that but not the whole thing Um, and then chiropractic is obviously the application where we're working with the bones of the spine to influence the nervous system which are like the communication highways of the body to help the help the system heal
2: so, lead me down for an intake of someone who comes and they have back pain, they have you know, some, some ailment. How would you assess that mm-hmm. in a first-time visit?
1: Yeah. So, a lot of the first-time visit is just getting to know the person because we have to know a lot about them in order to have a shot at connecting and communicating and, and helping them trust us too. So, um, the first time is really getting to know their story. like you know people might come in for a little back pain but why today did they come in you know if they've had it for 10 years what was the thing that really made them think i need to make an appointment today um and then just finding out a little bit more people will criticize chiropractic sometimes and say oh chiropractors think they can help with everything and and we kind of do because everyone has a brain and a spinal cord and spinal nerves and for most of us there's complications in some parts of the spine or at least areas that hold more stress so You know, it's pretty likely that if you go to a chiropractor, they're going to assess you and find an area that they could work on and help you. Um, And sometimes the way that we help the person is not the way that they necessarily sought out care for. So you might come in with low back pain. Yes, of course, we're going to work on your spine if we find these areas of imbalance. But maybe your low back pain goes away, but you also your constipation goes away or something else because the nerves are so connected to all parts of the body, not just what's hurting um so that's again more of that whole person approach
0: what are the type types of things you guys do as chiropractors a a lot of people uh think of a chiropractor and they immediately think of the the sort of the mall chiropractor the the cracking of the back which Mm -hmm. is not actually a cracking of the back sort of (laughs) thing but what sort of things do you do i know there's some chiropractors that have a lot of toys that they have Mm -hmm. others don't have as many toys but what do you actually do because when somebody goes to a doctor they know well that doctor's going to prescribe me x y and mm-hmm. z a chiropractor all they have in their head is the image of uh, on youtube a loud cracking sound uh when you uh do something to the back or to the shoulder and the person goes "Ooh!" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes TikTok and those videos are great and kind of crazy um well, there's, so, there's hundreds of different techniques, so you're right about that. And some involve popping or the noise. Um, I use a technique that's um, a full spine technique where you're going to hear popping unless you tell me you hate that. Um, but there's lots of gentler uh, approaches too. So ultimately what they're all doing is looking at the signs that your system as the patient is giving that show where the misalignments are happening. And then there's different approaches to get The body back into balance. So uh, that's part of what will happen on that first visit is generally there'll be a chiropractic exam. Some take x rays, some don't. We don't generally, unless you've been in a car accident or something crazy. Um, And there's other techniques or um, tools, if you will, that help us again assess like the symmetry in the spine. Um, And really, the body this is another part of what sets us aside is we believe. All people are capable of healing and the body is self-healing, self-regulating, just like if you have a cut, you know, it's going to heal just like two cells come together and make a baby. Like how we want to work with that power. And that's part of the assessment is to see where is your system showing us that, hey, this is misaligned here and I'm already trying to correct it. But the way that I've tried to correct it has set up all these imbalances. So we want to work with that to unwind it, if you will. So I don't know if I answered your question, but that's the premise of chiropractic to me, is that there is an adjustment that is going to happen by the analysis that the body is out of balance in an area and we're going to use some sort of application and help it back into balance.
2: So part of it obviously is helping with getting people back onto more, into their healthy Mm -hmm. environment. But how do you assist them to make it sure it doesn't happen again? I mean, Mm -hmm. how how do do you work with people as far as their lifestyle or, you know, don't do the lifting or you're driving truck all day or something to that effect where that's, you know, your your body is, is stressed in a way that's not natural for it. Do you walk them through kind of how do you, show me how you sit, show me what you do, and then offer suggestions along with adjustments and things?
1: Yes. And that goes back to what we were talking about before, where if we're looking at everyone more whole, it's not just everyone wants to know, well, am I sleeping in the wrong bed or am I, you know, should I not sit this way or is my monitor wrong? Well, that might be the case. It might be some of those physical things. And it also might be that you fight with your brother every day or you hate your mother or you're, you know, stressed out about work or all these mental emotional patterns that we somehow think don't affect our health, but clearly do. Um, And so I feel like more of my job more than ever has been trying to help just people clue into their own life. Um, Because if they can make a shift energetically in their life, whether that is in a relationship or with work or just even how they think about these things, their bodies generally do better.
2: So, you're from Chippewa. Mm-hmm. Your mother taught, was a legend, basically, mm-hmm. a teacher in, in Chippewa Falls. You went to Madison. You thought about California.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Why'd you come back? What kept you back and what keeps you here?
1: Oh, I love it back here now. I, I think, well, when I thought I wasn't coming back would have been my, you know, 23, 24, 25 years old. And at the time, I just thought, I can't go back. That's not where I'm going. Um, so I thought I was moving to California because I really went out and, spent some time out there in January one year and that was a you know you go from Wisconsin to California to San Diego and you're not coming back right
2: absolutely Um,
1: (laughs) so I had lined up everything to go out there for an internship then my first job would have been out there and I I ended up traveling abroad for a month um, right before I would leave to California. And it was like one thing after another went wrong. I had rented an apartment that fell through. I lost a bunch of money. I got held up at gunpoint in Costa Rica. It was like the universe was throwing stuff at me so much. So, well, hold on, let's
0: not glaze over that because that's one of those things that uh, I'm sure makes for a great bar story because you say it with a smile on your face. I'm sure you were not smiling when that occurred. But take us through that, because that's an experience not many people, mm-hmm. thankfully, <laughs> have ever gone through. I know you started off this podcast by saying when you were really young, you went to a chiropractor and thought everybody went to a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Well, just so you know, not everybody's been held at gunpoint <laughs> in do. Costa Rica. Right. <laughs> so, so so, take us through that. Hold on here.
1: Okay. Um, so I was there for four weeks, and we were staying in a place in La Heredia, which is like a suburb, but... In Costa Rica, and I'm sure in a lot of uh, like Latin areas, there is nice areas, and then right behind them are areas that are s- like not slums. so nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so the woman that we were staying in her apartment, there was four or five of us, had told us, you know, just be careful and you know don't go places alone. Well, being the 24, 25 year old that knew everything, I figured it's broad daylight, I'm fine, and it was only a mile to walk to the internet cafe so I had a little backpack on I left it was our day off we were doing rotations down there helping um, doing some chiropractic and medical things and um, I got halfway there and a motorcycle pulled in front of me with two guys on it the back one jumped off all of a sudden I had a gun in my ribs and they took my backpack as fast as it happened it it was over so I literally was like stunned like That happened in less than a minute, you know, and what I should have known is when they pulled over, they were right in front of me blocking my way and then started asking for directions, which I'm blonde haired and blue eye. Like, why would you ask me for directions? Right. But I stopped and that that's as fast as it happened. So then I had the question, like, do I keep walking to the Internet cafe or do I walk back? (laughs) Because I was halfway there. So I went to the Internet cafe and then I was like, do I tell my mother or do I not tell my mother? I didn't tell my mom until I got mad at her later over something and then I was like well I got hung you know held up at gunpoint you know it's just kind of like the asshole daughter thing to say <laughs> <laughs> um sorry I don't know if we're supposed to swear on this but um well you just did <laughs> yeah I know um yeah so that's that's what happened but metaphorically it was like a lot of things were showing me that I was going to need to change directions with what I was doing.
0: Jerry, before you continue on here, a reminder of everybody what we're We're drinking today, and it is a very flavorful beverage, and I say that in a good way. Sometimes I'll say it sarcastically. I say it with, very, very, uh, with, with a big thumbs up this time.
2: This is a Scotch Ale from the Great Dane uh, Brewery in Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, we're talking with Lona Cook and her... Uh, Transition from a uh, student at uh, UW-Madison to being a chiropractic doctor. So uh, hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. <laughs> uh, one thing before we kind of dive into another area, just about y- your family also has a, its own business. Mm-hmm. They've been part of for lots of years. That's also an institution Chippewa Falls. Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas tree farm yep. on the south side or southwest side of the, the community. Uh, how long have you, has that been in, in play?
1: I was just there this morning when my dad hired someone to cut down all the original trees and make them into mulch because they're like, they need to be so you can replant. And so we were just talking about this. So the original trees are my age and I'm 37. Yep. So, 35 years I think he's been selling Christmas trees, somewhere in there, 30, 33 years. Well,
2: well, and you help. I mean, you, you aren't just, you know, uh, waving when you go by. I mean, you are part of the process, or have been.
1: Yeah. I like to joke with my dad. Last year I had a baby in July, and so planting is in April. And so I was on the back of the planter planting at, I don't know, six months pregnant. And he's like, you're making me look bad because I wouldn't make you do this. But I just wanted to say that he's yeah. a slave driver. And I was out there six months pregnant, <clears throat> planting his Christmas trees. So how have you found, I mean, clearly
2: with your education, your background, you could have practiced anywhere and, you know, but you came, chose to come back to the Chippewa Valley mm-hmm. and you've chosen to stay in the Chippewa Valley. Why?
1: Uh, I I think many reasons. Number one, I found myself back here first. Number two, it seemed like things were falling into place, like meeting you and getting a loan and the doors opening up and I ended up getting to buy our building and things like that. So it was just like very conducive to what I wanted to create um, business-wise. Um, it took me a while to realize that I was coming back home to my hometown and that I was going to plant roots here. But I moved away for a little bit, lived in Hudson, which is a beautiful community as well. Um, and my husband and I both – Kind of split ways, meaning like he would go in the morning <laughs> to Minneapolis, and I would come to Chippewa Falls, and we we could do that for a certain period of time where we both were commuting.
2: So, husband's an electrician, just mm-hmm.
1: and um, then eventually I convinced him once we had our first son that. I couldn't drive like that all all the time, so he warmed up to the Lake Wissota idea, and it's beautiful living there, and, and it's nice to be near my parents, um, so it's a great area for kids and just so many things, and I've been so grateful this, especially this past year, to live here where things just seem a little isolated in a good way from the rest of the world um, in Chippewa.
2: Well, is it neat? I mean, obviously, with your family's business and, uh, again, for those of you who are from Chippewa, Lona's mother clearly is a, how do you want to call it, a legend in the <laughs> Chippewa school system. She was there a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, has that been Been fun to reconnect and be part of those memories and, and making your own memories there?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing but great things to say about being back there. I I love our lifestyle that we have in the Chippewa Falls area I even this past year I feel like we still had like a great time living here and and again I don't think you could say that in certain parts of the country um and then also like my parents you know my my dad is my mom and dad have had some health troubles and so being close to families too has just been really nice and I think I didn't have idea of that when I was younger of like what it would require to be close to your family as you get older that type of thing um so yeah and it's wonderful to also see how this area keeps changing um I remember when I left for college the bypass wasn't in yet and then I remember coming back and not knowing how to get to my parents house (laughs) right away um and now it just keeps changing like downtown Chippewa how it's just so cleaned up from what it once was and yeah it's beautiful
2: Well, speaking of the schools, uh, you also have a unique partnership with the school Mm -hmm. system with your business. care to explain that a
1: little bit? Yeah. So this is something I'm extremely excited about and proud of. Um, We have been doing chiropractic care in the Chippewa Falls School District for about five years. It started working with the staff and just trying to help them create more of a wellness plan for um, teachers and staff. And then as more of the admin could see the benefit they started asking about could we could we have some of the kids receive chiropractic care and so we're kind of pioneering um school-based chiropractic there's school piece, school-based pt school-based uh, mental health all these other avenues but why not chiropractic and um, so we're starting that and we're actually um, it's grown dr amanda haynes is now taking it over from me and we are hoping to help wasa and menominee do something very similar in their next year so it's growing and we're pretty excited about that.
2: Well some of the results you share with me are really exciting.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah the kids uh, we're working predominantly with kids that either struggle for certain reasons in their school day and so we want to try a non-pharmaceutical approach to helping their well-being which therefore helps their day and all the things that the school also measures that you know things like do they need one-on-one help that type of thing Um, and so Parents are noticing changes. One year we had to stop early, pre-COVID, and um, the, the SPED department said, don't do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we knew that they were liking the results that they were seeing with the kids, too. So we're pretty excited about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So something I alluded to earlier, you alluded to about your writing books. I mean, you aren't just, and not just that sound, just a, a chiropractic doctor but you are a leader in the chiropractic community. I mean, you you help others start practices, you uh, speak at national conventions, you are a resource for those starting new practices. Uh, How have you taken just uh, your role in chiropractic medicine from being simply a provider to being a leader in the entire field?
1: Yeah, I think it just kinda happened. Uh, I like doing exciting things, I like being creative. And so originally, when I opened the first practice that you helped me with so much, um, it was like, I remember thinking in school, I just want to know how someone actually opened a practice from the ground up and got people coming in and wore all the different hats of doctor, marketer, business person, and then paid off their looming student loans. I wanted to know a firsthand account of that um, because it felt like it was missing. And so I just wrote it as as I was doing it I took the first two years and then I remember looking through my planner like what did I do in this month what did I do in this month what did I do in this month that was before I used Google Calendar for the record um and
2: your English background now was coming into play yeah yeah
1: yeah, finally um although I need a great editor (laughs) (laughs) um and so I put this book together and then I really didn't know if it was just for me or if I actually would do something with it. And after I published it at Documentation's here in Eau Claire, um, then I sent it out to some people that were mentors to me and whatnot, um, and they were very receptive to it. So that was kind of my launch pad for starting to really work with new docs. And then I think a lot of what I've done is just give people hope that like, yes, we know you're you know, a quarter million dollars in debt and you can still open practice and do it successfully and here's here's an account of doing it Um, so I think a lot of what my role has been is that I think they get a lot of uh, people in general get a lot of negative messages and not enough positive messages of hope and possibility and that type of thing so um, that was my first book and then I and then I just like writing so I kept creating some different things as I felt called to do so
0: if not this, then what would you be doing?
1: Oh, that's like, I, okay, now I really geek out on, like, quantum physics stuff, so I think I would want to go back to school into, like, more of that realm. Um, I think it's called, like... the big bang and the whole... Well, I think, uh, like, like energy and, um, I think they call it noetics. Noetic science is the actual term of some of this. Like, I don't know if you've heard, heard of Bruce Lipton. He was a... Um, he actually taught at UW Madison for a long time. He was an MD and he was in genetics and he was, he in the seventies and eighties, I think came and said like, look, it's not your genes that are making you sick. It's the environment that's turning the genes on and off. And that's called epigenetics. But he was like a heretic at the time. Like you could hear a pin drop. He said when he'd present, cause people were just like, this guy's lost his mind. And what is he talking about? And now it's epigenetics. And, um, and so I feel that chiropractic, is, like the guy that invented chiropractic or channeled the idea of chiropractic, however you want to say it, you know, he gets called this crazy guy, but I think he was just so ahead of his time. He was ahead of quantum physics before there was, it's like the body has an energy field and it's an energy system, and yet we don't look at it that way. And so I like the ideas that are kind of melding what, quantum mechanics has to do with like human biology um that's that's what i would continue to go into
2: pretty exciting yeah ever ever have second thoughts
1: about chiropractic yeah no it's changed my life radically for the better
0: Mm -hmm.
2: well one thing i just wanted to, to follow up on though was you have kind of like this very universal view of um, chiropractic medicine and and the the help it can do to so many people. But it literally starts in your office. And to me what's what's exciting and fun is walking into your office and just seeing the the culture you have and the Mm -hmm. environment you have. I mean, you give as much attention to walking in and the experience you have. Literally, once you step a foot into your office, before you even see anybody – Tell us about that.
1: <laughs> it is different than it a is. lot of offices. Yeah, I think I don't realize that sometimes because I just want it to be what I would want, and um, and I also realize that you know your outer world is like your inner world, so I just want my outer world to be reflective of of where my head's at. I think. Um, so we've just tried to make it this very life giving scenario where it feels alive it's not medical we have we want families to feel comfortable in there and and a lot of what we're doing is teaching people how to celebrate their body instead of you know we're just we're pushed so many messages of disease you know think about the average commercial you know that you're getting like i just there's so many things that we're just i think almost so numb to at this point that we don't realize it's programmed us to believe that our bodies are just gonna like decline and age and be crappy eventually. And it doesn't have to be that way. I truly don't believe that, but you'll have to actively work to almost uneducate some of what we've learned. Um, And so, especially this past year, we've really wanted it to still be a place of life, which a lot of places don't feel like that right now.
2: So if folks want to reach out to you and Mm -hmm. be part of your practice, how do they do so?
1: Um, You can find Well, find the practice at cookchirocenter.com. So cook is just C-O-O-K, Cairo, C-H-I-R-O, and then center.com. And we actually are just up with the times now. You can schedule online as well as you can text us. Um, And then you can find me on social media, and you can find the practice on social media. So we're not hard to find.
0: I tell you, Jerry, this beverage hits a little different. this uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a good beverage. I finished my beverage, which, which is a sign that we are uh, just about out of time, but a reminder of what we enjoyed today. We
2: had a scotch ale from the Great Dane, great Dane Brewing Company, it's hitting me a little bit more as well, <laughs> uh, from Madison, and uh, enjoying a great conversation with Dr.
0: Lona Cook. And Lona, what did you think of the beverage as she uh, pounds a uh, I'm sip pounding right
1: it now, you know. Um, I really like it, actually.
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, before we go, uh, one time for one last question here. Your favorite spots to go in town. Uh, obviously, oh, wow. you came back to town. We touched on that throughout the course of this uh, podcast. But uh, spots people can see you out and about, if yeah. you will.
1: All right. We have two favorites. Jack, my five-year-old, also always requests these. Connell's in... Chippewa Falls. I used to bartend there for the record. Neil taught me how to bartend
2: before or after the Smoke Eater. That that place. No, it would w- have been.
1: W- it would have been before.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah, he <laughs> walk out just as smoke rolls out. Yeah. used to roll out of this place yeah. like nobody's business. Yeah.
1: but there was still dinner mints at the time. There was, there was dinner mints
2: yeah. and I, I, deep fried everything. I mean, I can't. That that seems to be kind of a yeah.
1: But you know, they've got like they've got some. You can eat healthy there if you'd like. There's a few things <laughs> yeah. you can. All right. So you can. Um, and then we love the Sandbar. We live really close to there. So we're at the Sandbar a fair amount, too.
0: Well, I want to thank you very much for joining us. Jerry, thank you very much for the beverage.
2: Uh, my pleasure, Scott. Glad glad to be back on your, your
0: good list with my beer. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, got to get done here because I'm going to start slurring my words. Uh, <laughs> this has been Banker with a Beer, presented by Northwestern Bank.